this lonely road, trying to make it home, doing it by my lonesome, pissed off, who wants some, I'm fighting for my soul, God get at you boy, you try to blow, go I fall back, I go hard, on this lonely road, trying to make it home, doing it by my lonesome, pissed off, who wants some, Son, prepared to kill, son. Paradox of pain, baby, is real, son. Lonely traveler, ain't trying to value you. But if you're feeling tough, dog, I walk up all challenges. Ain't got a family. You see, this one to me might lose your post. Hello, Govs Nation. You're listening to the PCAST presented by CDE Lightband. Each week, we take you around Austin P, the athletics department, and occasionally the OVC, thanks to our good friends at CDE. CD Lightband offers electricity, internet, video, and voice services with blazing fast speed and superior performance with the additional convenience of 24-7 local support and bundling all your utilities into a single bill. Thank you to our friends at CD, and thanks to you, the listeners, who make us worth sponsoring. I am Casey Krieger. He is Alex Allard. Welcome to the nation's top-ranked Austin P podcast, a podcast that is back in town, but not for long. Alex, how are you now? Good, and you? Not so bad. Alex, today is uh, Tuesday, the Tuesday before the Ohio Valley Conference basketball championship extravaganza and such uh, sure is. and what happens on that tuesday well i think the all ovc teams the come out. all ovc teams come out they come out they've already been out uh they're not coming out they are out right they are out by the time this podcast is out and uh we're here to tell you all about them yes we are we are here well, we, well, should we start with the women or should we start with the men let's start with the women we will start with the women you're uh we'll start with the player of the year no surprises leads the league in rebounding and scoring caitlin young murray state player of the year Fine. Sure. Sure. Whatever. It was the right choice. It was. Uh, two govs, though, on the first team. That yes. would be uh, Carly Pace, Jemiah Johnson. First team, all of these years, both of them for the second time in their career. Okay. Both for the first time as Austin P. Governors. Uh, I don't think there's too many surprises on the women's team. Not when it comes to the all of these. Not, not when it comes to the first. Not when it team. comes to the – my only – I think I had the first team – the only differences I had in the first team. I had I had Paige Pipkin on the first team. Okay. I think I had Hannah McKay on the first team. And I did not have Bartley on the first team from Belmont. I feel like I mean you could make it you can make a case for all that, honestly. My argument on McKay is that she scores more and rebounds more than Bartley. You know, I think probably a little bit more deserving so then, but Bartley had more block shots and played on a team that won the league. Yeah. I don't think Bartley rebounded enough for being a six-one. How, how many? Do you know how many rebounds she had? She like about? did not rank in the top fifteen in the league. I don't think. Dang. I don't think. I could be wrong, but I don't think she did. I think that's why I bumped McKay up ahead of her. And maybe it's a little personal uh, opinion on Pipkin, but when she put the thirty-three piece on us, that really elevated her status in my eyes. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, you know. Ten, uh, yeah. You get you get thirty-three to up, and you know maybe you think yeah she's pretty good. Yeah, second team good. I think the I think it was pretty. Pretty straightforward on just about who the 15 were. The last spot was kind of up in the air. I think Kira Arthur, Kira Art, oh, excuse me, it's Kyra Artover. Okay. It's Kyra, spelled like Kira. Gotcha. Uh, at Eastern Illinois, I think was right there on the edge of getting that last spot. Um, but Alexis Burpo, man, she stuffs the stat sheet at Murray State. I yes, think that yes, she, she might be the most important player on that team. Really? I think so. She's going to average close to 10 points a game. Yeah. She's like their second or third leading rebounder. Mm-hmm. She's like second assist behind Turley. They, everybody on that team has something they do. She does all of it. Uh, I, I'd say that's pretty good. But I think yeah. she's, she's kind of like – I think Ella Sawyer could be an Alexis Burpo. Okay. If Ella averaged closer to 10 points, mm-hmm. 
To me, I mean, Ella a really lot does. of assists, a lot of rebounds, right. a lot of steals. I think the only thing Ella's lacking behind Burpo, who's a really good player, mm-hmm. is the points. So yeah, I mean, it's basically an Ella Sawyer if we play Ella Sawyer and if she we could play like, through her more. Yeah, and she could like I think Burpo can like bring the ball up and handle the ball pretty well too, and Ella can do all that. So I think that'd be like a good a good okay. comparison for her maybe next year or in the future to score a little more. So does Burpo play like the like the one two or is she like a wing? She kind of plays out on the wing. Okay, but I think she can. She's she's not short either. She's okay. close to six foot tall. I feel like. Gotcha. I've only like seen she, her that this one. I feel so. like she could just do it all. Kind of, I, I, like I said, I think she's just she's she's a good player. She's a okay. good player. Okay. Uh, the newcomer team. I I have a thing with the newcomer team. I'm, I'm pretty not, sure I'm you do as, too. I'm not as happy with the newcomer team. Uh, Gabby Nicotinidi mm-hmm. from SIUE, Gia Adams from Tennessee State, Jada Claude from Moorhead, Anna Walker from Tennessee Tech, and Shay Littleford from UT Martin. All good players. However, Lyric Cole should be on this team. And anyone that didn't vote for her was wrong. I agree. My, I mean, offic- my official stance, you were wrong yeah. for not voting for Lyric Cole. She led the league in field goal percentage as a freshman. Quite good. But, I mean, I, I definitely would have thought that she'd easily have been in there. I mean, but. There's only two freshmen on the newcomer team, and that's kind of what hurts her chances a little bit. Mm-hmm. And Littleford scored more and Gia Adams scored more, and that's what it ended up being. Yeah, but. And Tennessee State's Gia Adams is your uh, freshman of the year. Mm-hmm. I I think Littleford had just as good a case for that one as Gia Adams did. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Littleford closed the season better. Adams opened the season better. Okay. So it was – I mean, it just goes to the top vote-getter among the newcomer team or top freshman among vote-getters on the newcomer team. So that means Gia Adams won. Uh, like I said, I think Shay Littleford had a case for it. Mm-hmm. I think Lyric had somewhat of a case for it, but she should have at least been on the team. So whenever you're voting for this, like I see, like looking at it right now, like it's three guards and two forwards. Does that have anything to do with no. it, or is it just it's just it's top five? Just top five. Okay. No positions <coughs> on this uh, on this team. Uh, while we're here, we'll also talk about the defense player of the year. That is Tootie Jones from Belmont. She led the league in steals, so that's pretty straightforward there. Right. And then Belmont head coach Bart Brooks is the coach of the year for I believe the second straight season. I think <coughs> I think Tennessee State definitely had a chance. Again, Tennessee like State's coach was my original thought for coach of the year vote. Um, if they had not lost 11 of their last 12 regular season yeah. games, I would have voted for him because he went from zero wins to winning 11 games. Right. And he made the tournament. They, I mean, they, they just finished so cold. I mean, it, the finish, if he had a better finish, he would have been my coach of the year. Okay. Vote. I don't know if it would have mattered, but I would have voted for him because yeah. I think zero wins to however many he won is a great turnaround. Pretty good turnaround. Yeah. But pretty impressive, especially when he has a roster of like 13 newcomers, too. Yeah, I mean, an entirely new roster. It's like him and, like, UT Martin. Like, b- both of them have complete opposite rosters last year. Martin's isn't that new. They got Pipkin back. Well, they got Sagan Robbins. Maybe that's maybe that's the men, then. I UT, think, Martin's, I think UT men, Martin's men yeah, has, no, like, yeah, every no. single newcomer. Yeah, the, I mean, My UT bad. Martin's women has a five, six, eight, seven newcomers, but they've still got Pipkin and Sagan Robbins and Kiana Grant, and that's a good little quarter build around. Gotcha. To the men, I guess. To the men. Uh, no surprises on the on the player of the year. No. I mean, I, th- I think everybody from, especially like midway through the season, knew it was going to be Murray State's K.J. Williams. It was K.J. Williams from Murray State. Uh, K- Murray, Murray had like, what, three first-teamer all of these years? K.J., Tevin Brown, and Justice, uh, Justice Hill. Hill. Moorhead had one, and Jani Broom, or two, and Jani Broom and Tyon, Tylon, Tylon Cooper. Sure. Uh, Couple Belmont guys on the team with Ben Shepard and Nick Musinski and Grayson Murphy, Eric Reed Jr. from SEMO, and KJ Simon from UT Martin. Round that out. Uh, yep, yeah, we're done with talking about those people because we don't like them. No, and I mean, 
just real quick, I, th- I think you know who your first team was. I mean, especially the top half of that. I mean, you knew it was your KJs, your Janais, Tevin, Tevin Shepard, Brown, Nick Musinski, even though Nick Musinski, not that impressive in some of his games against the Gaz. not very He tends to disappear. He is the most overhyped person in the OVC, and that is a hill I will stand on. I won't argue that. Uh, second team, however, liked that team a little bit better. Me too. Because uh, Elijah Hutchins Everett, the freshman, the freshman forward for the Governors, is on that team. He is joined by Carlos Marshall Jr. from Tennessee State, Junior Clay from Tennessee Tech, Kasim Nicholson from Tennessee State, and Philip Russell from SEMO. Uh, big team there. Uh, it's quite the big team. Uh, but EHE leading the boys on that one. So glad to have him as a freshman on the second team. I just wait and see what he does next year in the A-Sun. I, I think, I mean, you put another year with him, and, I mean, he's going to keep on improving, especially on the defensive end. Um, I mean, we all know he's got a great offensive game overall. But, yeah, I mean, continue to improve defensively, and he, he's going to be a force next year. We haven't even talked about his biggest award. No, we have not. That is OVC Freshman of the Year, Elijah Hutchins-Everett, to all of you people. Uh, EHE Freshman of the Year. Alex, give him your Freshman of the Year stat right now. Oh, the freshman at the so Austin P is the OVC freshman of the year school the last couple of years. So it's three of the last freshman of the year. Three of the last been, five. Three of the last five, yeah, have been from Austin P because you had Terry Taylor a few years ago, skip a year, then you had Jordan Adams, skip last year, and now you got EAG. So Boom. we own it. Essentially. It's ours. It is. Uh Janai Broom's your defensive player of the year on the men's side and Matt McMahon. Uh from MU Asterisk Asterisk AY State is the coach of the year yes got anything else on the men's team there um no nope that's it that's that, your all of that's, your teams that's your well yeah that's it all of you see it, sure it happened and it's done and we're going to play some more basketball this week alex yes speaking of basketball is there a, a team that you might want to alert the children about you know there sure as heck is 24 and 3 providence Somebody Number, tell the children about 24 and 3 Providence, and Alex, it's going to be you. Tell, tell your kids about 24 and 3 Providence. Tell your future kids about 24 and 3. Go, go just go somewhere and go tell the children about 24 and 3 Providence, the number nine team in the nation. What should the children know? They should know that that is a very good basketball Is team. that all you got? No, no. So um, I'm not going to lie. And, and the, you know, the whole thing behind somebody telling children about 24 and 3 Providence has been, you know, Good friend, Colby Wilson. You've friend got, of the show. Friend of the show, and yeah. Um, he's been, I mean, every single time they win, it's always, you know, he's on his Twitter being like, you know, tell the kids about X and X Providence. And whenever I started seeing that, I was like, maybe I should tune in to see what Providence has been doing. Um, but yeah, number nine in the country, 24 and three. Um, a lot of big wins. I mean, yeah, they're in the Big East, so that's not a easy conference to be a top 10 team in the country in. So, yeah. Yeah, it's just it's a lot of fun. They've got a couple of All Americans on that team. Um, Who coaches the uh, the Friars? Oh, I have no idea off the top of my head. Sorry. How are you going to tell the children I'm if you sorry. don't know who coaches Providence? I'm awful at just knowing coaches' names. I'm not going to lie. But um, but yeah, no. Providence is going to face number eleven Villanova in the next couple of days. Um, and I think that was that was their last loss a couple of weeks ago. And I mean, you got number nine going up against number 11. That's definitely going to be a good game. That's Coach Ed Cooley. Ed Cooley. Ed Cooley. I will never forget that now. Thank you. You're welcome. feel a little bit smarter now. So we recorded the last episode of the show on uh, Sunday morning last week, which means we missed a couple of games uh, because, you know, they were playing that afternoon. Yeah. So we're going to catch up on those real quick before we get into it. Baseball wrapped up their series against Boston College. 
with a series win. Yes. They beat the Eagles 18-17 to on Sunday. You heard that right. That's 18-17 to on Sunday to uh, win that series against Boston College. The softball team beat Florida Gulf Coast again. They won 2-1 to on Sunday. Uh, they went 2-0 and against Florida Gulf Coast, right? Yep. 1-1 one one against Memphis at that tournament down there? Yeah, because they lost the first one and the second one. Yep. Yep, good good little weekend for them down there in uh, Fort Myers. Uh, women's tennis also played last Sunday. They played Kentucky, right? Yep. And they lost 4-1. Four 4-1, to one. Four to one, but that one point. That one point. Just let, let me add something real quick. Okay. So that was freshman Denise Torrelba. Okay. Um, defeated, and that was on the number two singles line, defeated a All-American selection Oh. in Kentucky's Fiona Arise. Won, won it in three sets, dropped the first one, won the second two. To the best of my knowledge, and I went back and I was trying to look it up, it's the first time the Gov has beat a All-American. Wow. So I you heard it here first. Had to throw that in there. You heard it here first. Now, to the week at hand. Let's. Let's. We'll start with baseball once again. Uh, midweek on Tuesday, the guys went up to Carbondale. Tough one. Lost 10 to nothing to the Salukis. Uh, I guess we have to shout out the four Carbondale pitchers that threw a no-hitter. But yeah. we're not very happy about it. No. In happier news. Boys very, bounce back. Very much. Boys so. bounce back with a three-game sweep of Bowling Green at the hand. Won eight to two on Friday, nine to nothing on Saturday, and seven to six on Sunday. Just got the Falcons out of here. Oh yeah. Get the brooms and get out of here. Harley threw a little bit of a gym on Friday. What a little four hitter up in the cold. Yeah. Uh, that's my guy Harley Gollert. Um, as Cody said, the Govs called on a man from the Great White North on a chilly night at the hand. And it was cold. It was cold. Can't I confirm. Hear. It was cold. It was cold in St. Louis. Um, my guy Harley going out there and dicing them up. Alex, what else did you see at the hand this weekend on the old baseball field? So, I mean, you talk about the uh, Goller twin had allowed one run in 7.1 innings or whatever it was. Um, and then in the second game, Drew McIl- McIlwain? McIlwain. McIlwain, my bad. Um, t- pitched um, a seven-inning gem, no runs. I mean, that it, it was a shutout. So it was him and DeLong uh, went for the shutout. Uh, in the third game, it was seven to six. We held the lead for really the better part of that game. Um, Bowling Green started to come back in the last inning, um, but what's enough? Gubs win seven to six. It's the first series sweep since 2019, and their yes, and their second straight series victory of the season after beating Boston College the week before. You'll take that. Rolling yep. into some busy baseball weeks here for the guys down at the hand, uh, so the sweep will give you some momentum. Yeah, I'm sure hope so. Track and field at their indoor OVC championship last week. And uh, the Govs did not win, but they had a pretty good week, I'd say. They had four titles, three school records, and a third-place finish and uh, at Bur- in Birmingham, not at UAB. I don't know what the place is called, but it's apparently a world-class indoor track facility down there. And down there in Alabama, we'll start with Kenesha Phillips. Uh, yeah. School record and OVC champion in the 400 meters with a 53.83. She's one of just two athletes in Austin P history to run the 400 meters under 54 seconds in an indoor event. Pretty fast. She is quite fast. She ran that prelim, and there was no one around her. Yeah. Just no I, one. Mm-hmm. Uh, she then defended her title in the 200 meters and ran a school record with a 23.93. It's quick. Yes. That's quick. Uh, Carlin Shooting. Also defended her title, second straight OVC indoor title in the pole vault with a mark of 4.15 meters. I mean, she was just flat out dominant. Mm-hmm. The second place finisher did not or cleared a mark of 375. That was it. Colin was at 4.15. Easy. Just jumping it, it, by it, herself. It's just becoming easy to her now. She's just jumping by herself. 
And the Govs wrapped up the event with a win in the 4 by 400 meter relay. Uh, the team of Kyra Wilder, Lauren Lewis-Haynes, Michaela Smith, and Kenesha Phillips, obviously, captured the OVC title and set another school record with a 344.98. They've been dominating all spring. Or spring. Winter. Yeah. Winter. I got you. And uh, they're going to dominate all spring is where I was going. Mm-hmm. They're, let me tell you, watch out. Especially whenever it gets to the outdoor. It Watch out. Yep. Uh, female, excuse me. Kenesha Phillips was named the female field athlete of the year and the female athlete of the championships. It's the second year in a row she has been named the OVC indoor athlete of the championships. What she, can the resume get any fuller? I I want to say no, but I know she's about to. She's gonna do. She's gonna break like ten records more in the spring. How many Just more watch. of her records is she gonna set next indoor season? Tune in to find out. We'll tell you all about <laughs> it next year on the PCAST. Moving on. Softball had another good weekend at the UAB Blazer Invite. Mm-hmm. Alex, would you like to talk about the softball? Sure as heck would, because Team 37, quite good at the whole softball thing. I've heard that. Um, so the Govs started it out with a 14-4 win against IUPUI. Uh, biggest thing with that one, Mia Clark has really come into her own this season. She's catcher, and she had a grand slam in the first. Um, I think that's quite good. Um, and so, yeah, you win 14-4 against IUPUI. After that – you know, a little bit of a more difficult game against North Alabama. Uh, North Alabama is definitely a good softball school. I think they're 11 and three right now, so that's a good team. Um, but yeah, you lose eight eight to nothing. Next day, you come back, you win five to two against North Alabama, get that revenge. Uh, Brooke Fefferly had two hits, five RBIs. She had a three-run homer. Um, yeah, I mean, she had all the go- she batted in all the Govs runs that day. All of them. Every single one. And. Um, Later that afternoon, Govs fall 37 to UAB. Um, supposed to play UAB the next Sunday, but it was canceled because of rain. Um, what I'm hearing is the rain saved the Blazers. Yes, because there was absolutely no way that the Govs don't win that game by at least five And runs. nobody can argue that point because it's never going to happen. Exactly. But, yeah, so after that week, uh, Brooke Feverly won her first career OVC Player of the Week award. Woo! Woo! That's the second Gov this season to win it after – Kylie Campbell won it the first week of the season. so She can swing it a little bit for a shortstop. Yes, she can. Not out there just to play defense. No. She will go out there and hit. Yes. She is more of the uh, Carlos Correa mold than the, uh, <laughs> than the not hitting shortstop of the past. Okay. But, yeah. I, I mean, couldn't think of one off the top of my head. I'm so sorry. It's okay. But I was going to say Anderson Simmons, but he started to hit, so I couldn't do it. Hey, I mean, and, and there is a thing going around Twitter. You know, they're calling him Miss Jeter on Twitter. Stop it. <laughs> Just had to we throw that out there a little we bit. We won't disrespect Brooke Fefferly's defense <laughs> by calling her Miss Jeter. Okay. Derek Jeter can't field. Okay. He's terrible. Terrible defensive shortstop. Okay. And that's all I'm going to say about that because I don't need to start any more wars in my household. <laughs> my roommate loves Derek Jeter. I was raised to be a Red Sox fan. I'd never really watched baseball much growing up, but I know that um, – I'm not a fan of Derek Jeter, but whatever. I don't mind him. Just can't play defense. Mm-hmm. To the men's golf. Let's. Men's golf kicked off their season with the Battle of the Border match play against Murray State at the Hopkinsville Country Club. Went for a little bit of a Ryder Cup feel, I'm thinking here. You know, a little match play with the racers. Uh, I don't have the final score, but what did we do? We lost uh, five, five to, to four. four. Five to four and a little close, close fought battle. The Govs went up two to nothing with Reese Britt winning. By one and 19 holes in the first match of the day, Morgan Robinson then won four and three in the second match. Um, give the guys two nothing lead. Murray State bounced back with 
three straight wins, beating Garrett Whitfield, Jay, Spock, Jay Fox, and newcomer Logan Spurrier in the next three. Uh, Racers got up 4 to nothing when Quentin e- Quint Eaton defeated Adam Van Raden, 2-1. Uh, Govs tied it up. Did they tie it up? No, got back to down one, 4-3, when uh, Micah nicely won in the third-to-last match of the day. He won 5-3, and three. big win for Micah. 5-3 and three doesn't make sense. It would be 5-4 and four or 4-3. and three. Come on, Nathan. I copied this out of your recap. Um, <laughs> Murray State, however, won it in the second-to-last match of the day. They knocked off Jordan Rodriguez 3-2 and two to take the title 5-3. to three. Chase Cordy bounced back at the end, though, and made sure the Govs got back within one. Didn't matter, but he was playing for pride out there, you know. Mm-hmm. Not going to beat that guy. Uh, he won 2-1 and one to wrap up the event. It's a cool event. Uh, I think it would be cool if we could – make it i don't know i don't know how if you can make it like a two-day like real rider cup thing where you're playing like best ball like on the first day and then you're mm-hmm. playing like singles on the second day that'd be cool uh but i'm glad to see them trying to make that happen yeah. it's good to play match play too because they're going to play some match play events later in the season i think there might be match play in the ovc tournament i might be completely wrong about that but i feel like they added that uh, so it's a good thing to get some practice in. yeah kicked off the season and uh ready to pick up a couple of wins later down hey Nothing like some one-on-one competition to get you fired up for the season. But uh, let's move on to the basketball court. Yes. The men's basketball team mm-hmm. ended the season on a little bit of a hot streak. Yeah, won both Two-game winning streak to claim the number six seed in the OVC tournament. Gus beat SIUE 68-64 to in overtime once again on Thursday night before traveling to EIU on Saturday and winning 64-52 to in Charleston. Alex, what did you see from the men this weekend? I mean, like I know we talked about Elijah earlier in the season because, you know, all, all OVC second team, freshman of the year. But I thought, you know, Elijah's really come into his own, especially late in the season. Um, you know, there was a couple of games just that I got to see. And um, he, he's just, you know, offensively we know that he's a force. Uh, I think his defense has definitely picked up. He's one of those guys that it's like every single week he's getting a little bit better. Like I know like he won his fifth OVC freshman of the week award after both of these wins. But, I mean, he's just, he's just looking solid. Um, he, he's becoming a guy that, you know, you could throw it down to him in the post. And, I mean, it, you know, sometimes they'll send him a double team so, like, he can pass out of it or he can he can take a lot of the bigs of the OVC one-on-one. It also helps people like Hillstone Carewell are playing well and earning yeah. OVC Newcomer of the Week. Exactly. Take some of the pressure off him. Going to need Caleb here in this next week in the OVC tournament. Mm-hmm. Going to need some other guys to step up and score too. Right. Um, we'll talk more about that later. Let's move on to the women's season. They did not end as well as the men. Ended on a little bit of a cold streak. Uh, back-to-back losses to SIUE and EIU on Thursday and Saturday. Still got the number four seed. But that's okay because the four seed is better than the three seed. Still right? got the number four seed. Still got a first-round bye. We'll talk about the number four seed <laughs> coming up after the break. But uh, I have convinced myself and Alex that the four seed was better than the three seed anyway. And that's what we wanted all along. Uh, yeah. We didn't want to lose, but we wanted the four seed. Yeah. That's my final answer. Well, we, we got it. The, the best thing to come out of last weekend, Yamaya Johnson, who had not scored in double figures in the past two weeks, uh, four straight games in not scoring in double figures, put up 20 at SIUE in a season-high 26 at EIU. She's got 26 in both games against EIU. Um, so, got her going. Got her yep. going again. She's hot. I'll take that. Listen, if, 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 if we traded two losses to get her going and get the whole team clicking for the tournament, sign me up. All for it. Speaking of the tournament, we got uh, – Men's basketball, DJ Peavy coming up here here in okay. a second. So uh, we'll take a break, and we'll be right back with DJ Peavy, talk about a little bit of basketball, and get you ready for the OVC tournament right after this. Right about now, it's your boy, you heard, back again. DJ Manny, fresh, 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 fresh. 
on the PCAST. It's a, it's a guy who's busy getting ready for the OVC tournament, but we're glad he made some time to stop by and chat. It's DJ PV of the Austin P men's basketball team. DJ, how are you doing today? I'm good. Thank you for having me. I'm oh, glad to have you here. So, you guys, a busy day getting ready. You got practice today, going to the OVC tournament tomorrow. Right. Second straight trip, right? How, how's practice? How's everything going? Good. We're all just trying to tune up everything, trying to get ready for our first game against Tennessee Tech. All right, you can class two class today. What's the class schedule looking like? I'm actually all online. So all online. That's yeah, a good way to do it, right? For sure. Yeah. I feel like we're getting a lot more people doing that. Were you like that last year? Yes, I was. Uh, yeah, it's been good for me just being able to kind of have my own schedule, kind of work around our practice times and all of our workouts. Yeah, you don't have to like worry about uh, running from class to practice or anything because you right. go to class whenever you feel like it. For sure, yeah. All right, so I want to talk about basketball. And for you, I feel like the only place to start talking about basketball is kind of like a family affair for you. Sure. In high school, you played for your father. Your younger brother, Mike, is on the team. What was it like playing for your dad, I guess, is the first question. Um, to start off, it was actually pretty challenging. Um, but whenever it was all said and done, it was a blessing in disguise just being able to uh, play for my dad and then also play with my brother. Um, definitely a moment, a time in, in basketball that I definitely don't take for granted and I uh, enjoyed. So you guys are all so – you're, so you're on the team. You're the older brother, right? Correct. You're the point guard or the guard. Your brother, he's a little bigger. He's kind of a forward. What was it like playing with him? Were you guys – did you guys game work together? Or did you – because you've been playing together since you were kids, I bet. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we always worked out together. Um, started off really um, whenever I was in eighth grade. Uh, we would go to the YMCA at 5 a.m. Uh, before, uh, before school and uh, just get working with me my brother, my dad, and then one of my uh, best friends, actually. And so during that time, we, we got a lot of work in, as you can imagine, and uh, just kind of tuned our game to what it is now. So, so it's a pretty good team you guys were on, because I mean, you're, you're a college player, your brother is a college player. I saw a photo, you guys had Malcolm Epps, he played football at Texas and USC, yeah, right? Yeah. You guys have some pretty good athletes on that team. How did you end up doing? Um, so. Three years in a row, we, we finished off in the uh, regional tournament. So okay. We, did, we had pretty good talent. Uh, yeah, we did pretty well. So I guess the biggest question about your family during those games, you're on the court, your brother's on the court, your dad's on the sideline. What was your mom like during those games? Was she just a wreck? or? <laughs> no, she actually was very calm. She always listens to music uh, during the games just because she doesn't like to hear anybody else uh, <laughs> really talking about us. Or She doesn't want to hear anything by say anything about you, your brother, or your dad. Correct. So she she's the calm one for sure. And then she's always been the supporter for us. Uh, always whenever we had a bad game has been the one to kind of be the mom you know because our dad would always be on us but uh yeah she's the calm one for us i guess it's uh, good to have one calm presence in the family because i imagine the other three of you were not very calm at times for sure yeah. <laughs> your sister played basketball too right yes where did, did she play in college she played at uh mary baldwin college in uh virginia okay it's a d3 yeah uh, she had a good career there but she only played for two years she had some back in injury as well and so she decided to play for two years. So you, your brother, and your sister in the driveway, your kids, you're in middle school, high school, however old you are, 
Who's winning those games? I'm always winning. You're beating for them. Sure. You're you, you got them all. I, you're the every, oldest, right? Every time. No, uh, oh, no, your my sister. sister is. Okay, so you're the middle guy, but you're still winning. I'm the oldest. I'm the oldest in the family, even though my sister's older. But yeah. If you went out there and played with the three of you guys right now, who wins? I'm I'm giving it to my brother still. One on one, I still think I got him, but that might just be the big brother talking. He's really good and. Um, I got a little yeah. brother, too, and he's a college athlete, and I think I could take him. <laughs> I always have to say it until he does it. Yeah, that's right. Uh, did you guys play any other sports growing up? Uh, I ran track and also played uh, football until seventh or eighth grade. And so actually, I was better at football. You were better at football. What right. position did you play? I played running back at the time. I was safety, too. I actually liked to hit, so I was linebacker for a little bit. So you didn't play football in high school, but you played in middle school? Mm -hmm. uh, could you get out there today and play, do you think? I think so. Do we need to give Scotty Walden a call and get you a tryout for the fall? <laughs> no, nah, I'm too old for this now. <laughs> <laughs> too old? Was there, like a, was there a lot of sports played in the PV household growing up? Was, there, was it competitive? Were there a lot of fights that came from the sports? What was that uh, like? For sure. For sure. Uh, me and my brother definitely got into it a, a good amount of times. My dad always had to separate us. That's why we don't play one-on-one -on -one to this day because it, just, it, it just didn't end up. Was he, were you bigger than him? Because I know he's bigger now. Right. But, like, as a kid, was he – were you bigger? Because you're the older brother. I think he, he got taller than me um, my sophomore year of high school. So, going – oh, no, yeah, his eighth grade year. So, yeah. You're still stronger, though, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you got him? I, yeah, I got to keep You it, can take him if the like fight that. breaks out? For sure. <laughs> All right, cool. So you got to play him this year, your brother Micah. Right. He plays at TCU. You guys played TCU. You had four points, three rebounds, two assists, a block, a steal. Did a little bit of everything in that game. I didn't get to watch much of it because I cover the women's team. Uh, what was it like playing against him at the college level? Man, it was it was really special um, to be ha to have that experience with all my family there was just truly a blessing for me. Uh, especially it being my last season here. So uh, I definitely uh, enjoyed that game, and I think my family did as well. I mean, that was my first time, the first time my grandma was able to see me and uh, play college basketball. So it was it was a really dope experience. Did you get to guard him any? I think I saw a photo of you, you guarding him one time. Yeah, it was one time, and then we switched. Like It's cool that you got the photo, seconds. though, right? Yeah, for sure. What what happens if you're going one on one on the court in that game? Would, would, would he score? Are you locking him up? Or are you going to go down and score I'm, on him? I'm locking him up. No sure. chance he scores, right? No. You couldn't lock. You'd foul him. Before he, exactly. You can't let him score. <laughs> you already know. <laughs> so was your mom listening to music during that game? Was she just trying to stay calm and like? I, I believe so, but I think a lot of our family being there uh, kind of calmed her down. That so, helped. Yeah. What about your dad? Was he trying to coach both of you from the stands, yelling just? No, I think he actually just enjoyed it. Uh, That's cool. That's yeah. a cool game for the whole family, I feel like. For sure. And especially since it's in Texas, and you're from Texas, so I imagine that it was just a, just a PV day down for there sure. in Fort Worth. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> All right, so when you were in high school, we're going to talk about you now, we're just DJ. You learned you had an enlarged heart. How did you find out about that? Um, I, find, I found out after I um, went to the doctor in – Got some tests done, and uh, they just told me that they were gonna monitor it. Just some like normal stuff, right? Monitor it for a few for uh, for a few months, and during that time that they were monitoring it, I actually ended up getting having a heart attack, and and you're what 16, 17? I was a freshman, so I was so 15. you're younger. Yes, I was fifteen, and so obviously after 15, uh, 15 years old having a heart heart attack. 
I wouldn't think I was going to play again. I was told I wasn't going to play again. But uh, again, still had to monitor it, see why I had the heart attack. And after a year of not playing, of no activities at all, uh, they told me I could come back and play. And uh, yeah. Has it caused you, so you had the heart attack when you were 15. Has it caused you any trouble since then? Is it something that still could cause you trouble today? Uh, no, um, I do have high blood pressure. Okay. So I have to kind of regulate that always eat healthy now that was that was that is what i think was the main uh problem for me at the time was just my diet and taking Here's care of my body year old. right and i just didn't take care of my body at all so um i just try to make sure i i do those two things and i've been good so so far so you started your college basketball career at mercer you're here now uh this year you got hurt Wait, what'd you do? You, did you break your nose? What happened? Yeah, I broke my nose. How I, I Like I said, I cover the women's team most of the time, so I don't get to watch a lot of your games outside of conference play. What happened? Um, it was actually in practice. Uh, just was guarding one of our guys and uh, came off of a ball screen, and then he, he elbowed me on accident. Do we want to call out who it was? or? <laughs> no, it's all no, okay. okay. We're going to do that. So you, got the, so you got elbowed in practice. You have to wear the plastic face shield now. Right. You're looking like LeBron James back with the heat. <laughs> um, have you ever worn anything like that before to play in? Was it completely new? Yeah, I, I've definitely never played with anything like that. Was there any thought of, I'm sitting out while my nose is broken, or was it like, no, I'm playing, we're finding a way? Oh, no, I was definitely going to play. Um, this is my last season, like I said. So definitely want to uh, treat it as, as like it if is. If it's not going to kill you, you're going to be on the court. For sure. Uh, are you still wearing the mask? Yes. Have you gotten used to it at this point? Yeah, it, it's actually something I like to wear It's now. just a point part of you now, right? Right. Like, yeah, yeah. Some guys wear headbands, some guys wear arm sleeves, you wear a face mask. Right. <laughs> All right, so we know the plastic mask is your style on the court now. And I'm, I was checking out your Instagram, trying to get a feel for you before we did this. Do you have the best style on the basketball team? Oh, for sure. It's not a It's not question. even close, right? No. Who's the second best? If a distant second, obviously. Um, Cody. Cody I Bates? Co yes. Okay. I like Cody's. I like uh, Drew's. I don't want to miss anybody out, but those two for sure, they, they have some good style. You've got some different hairstyles this year, too. You went from the dread. What would you go? Last year you had the dreads? Um, no, I had some braids last That's year. That's what it was. Yep. Yeah. Um, this year I did the four cornrows. Uh, I did, uh, I mean, my regular curly hair. And then I think I did some braids, too, at the beginning of the season. So the hair, the style, just the best dresser on the team, right? <laughs> I guess so. Someone's got to do it. Might as well be you. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, so Colby Wilson, when I asked him what I should ask you about you, since he was around you a lot last year, said that when he was leaving the Frist Art Museum a couple weeks ago, you were walking in. You said art is something you really like. Um, do you go to a lot of art museums? Is that a place you like to go? Talk about that. Um, that's not something I, I regularly do or anything, but I do like uh, the to I like art, yes, and I do like fashion, and so um, it's something I definitely want to do more uh, in the future, and so yeah. That's about Did it. you enjoy your trip to the Frisk Museum? Yeah, it was really cool. Um, I, I enjoyed it. I was there for a while, actually, just kind of taking my time in the in the gallery and checking Is, it out. Do you have a favorite artist? I wish I could say the dude's name uh, at at the Frisk uh, Museum, but no. I, to answer your question, no, I don't. Do you do any art of your own? No, but I want to have a fashion line uh, in the near future. So our men's basketball team's got a painter and Elton Walker, and you're going to have a fashion line, <laughs> and you guys can all play basketball. I mean, you guys are just all over the place. I like it. 
Appreciate it. Do a little bit of everything. So if it's not art or basketball and you're not at basketball, what do you do to kind of like get away from basketball? What do you do to relax, kind of take your mind off things, you know? Because you, uh, you have to separate sometimes. Right. I think that's what fashion has been for me so far. Um, also, I like yoga. I do that. Uh, I try to do that on a regular basis, but uh, kind of with the season, it's kind of uh, – I've been kind of taking the time off of it, but um, those two things I would say the mainly. So you talk about fashion. Right. You said you want to have a fashion line. What do you do? You want to design? Do you, what do you want to do in that? Yeah, I want to design. So what, where, where did you where did you get into that? What's your inspiration for that? How did that come to be? Um, Jerry Lorenzo, actually, I would say is like my inspiration. He's the the owner of Fear of God. Um, I've always kind of gravitated towards his work, and I've um, since him, honestly, like seeing his style and all this stuff. I've just kind of dove into fashion and kind of made it into my own have my own style so we talk so what is your major um it is leadership administration leadership administration so do you know when you graduate i graduate in may so you graduate in may you want to go into some kind of fashion you said so what's your plan after school i'm still trying to figure it out um to tell you the truth i didn't know i was going to come here until like a, a week before i came here so who knows where I'll be? Just next living year. on the fly, right? Correct. Yeah. So you so you graduate in May. You know you want to do something in fashion. That's a good that's a good starting point. You got you got an idea for sure. All right. So we got one last question here before we get into our rapid fire question. These are the questions we ask everybody. So okay. the last question is why Austin P? Um. Well, to me, Austin Austin P has been good to me. Um, Clarksville has been uh, actually a home to me. A lot of times in college, you're just at the school, and I feel like. Uh, Clarksville has actually been somewhere I can say like I, I I can stay at, and it could be a home for me. So, yeah, I, I like to. Yeah. All right, you ready for the rapid fire questions? Yeah. What's your favorite word or saying? Um, dope. Dope. Mm -hmm. What's the last book you read? Dang. I read I read pretty often, but I can't even think of it. You're uh, gonna be the first person we've had on this podcast that says they read pretty often. I do though. I really do. I'm trying to uh, do one a month. Read one a month. Do you so. like to read on the bus, or is it just something you do in your free time at home? On my free time. What What's What's one of your favorite books then? If you can't think of the last one. Um, the Power of Now. The Power of Now. Yeah. What kind of like? Good. What's your style of books? Is it like motivational? Do you like like stories? Uh, self growth. So uh, okay. Yeah. That's cool. Um, what's your worst habit? Sweets. Sweet, just candy stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, it happens. You're running around a lot, though, so you're good. Right. The rest of us can't do that. <laughs> do you think you can walk a mile in less than 10 minutes? Definitely not. I, I like to cruise whenever I walk. Just a slow walker? For sure. Okay, cool. What's one rule in any sport you would like to change or add? Um, four steps. You want four two. steps in basketball? <laughs> yeah. Not two. Four. So that's like what the NBA guys. You just want to be like the NBA guys and not get the walk call. Basically, yeah, that sounds cool. <laughs> <laughs> what app on your phone gets the most use? Um, Instagram. Instagram. Mm -hmm. I'm, I think you're like the first person in a month to not say TikTok or Snapchat. I don't. I'm not on TikTok. That's I probably a good choice. It. Yeah, it's good for your health. <laughs> uh, what's the last gift you gave somebody? A plant. I got it for my girlfriend. What kind of plant? Uh. I got two. One of them was a snake plant. I don't know the other one, though. Are they still alive, you think? 
Oh, it was recent, so it was last week. So they're still good. Yeah, they're good. Okay. Uh, so we're, we're we're making a movie about you, DJ Peavy. Who are you casting to play yourself? Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan. But he has to grow out his hair, so that's kind of tough. He's got to grow out the hair and get the girls? For sure. Yeah. Okay. I, 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 I'm all the way back on Michael B. Jordan and Friday Night Lights, so I think it's a good choice. Okay. <laughs> uh, what's the most embarrassing song you love? Now, I actually like uh, Go DJ. That's a throwback. It is, and I used to hate it. Because up. it was your name. Right. And I, I've never been somebody to be like the center of attention. But now it's a, I like the song, but I used to hate it. I really did. You want to sing a couple bars for us? Or? Say go, DJ. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> if you could go to any concert, who would it be? J. Cole. J. Cole? For sure. Uh, what is one place in the world you want to visit the most? Um, somewhere, somewhere in Europe, probably. Um, also Dubai. I've always liked Dubai. Dubai or Europe? Mm -hmm. If you could have any three people over for dinner, who would they be? LeBron, Jerry Lorenzo, and J. Cole. LeBron, Jerry Lorenzo, and J. Cole. Mm -hmm. There you go. Uh, who or what inspires you? Um, I, I just said Jerry Lorenzo, very fashion. Yeah, I'll say that he inspires me. What advice would you give to your younger self? Um, just stay in the now. Enjoy all of this while, while it's here. All right, last question, or not the last question, but the second to last question. It comes from our last guest, Shay Lee Kirby. She wants to know, did you have any goals for yourself when you came to Austin P? Um, I'm sure I did. I feel like that was so long ago, even though it was two years ago. But um, I, It's coming, been a long coming, two years. Yeah, it, it has, really. But coming coming here, I was, I was just appreciative to get picked up because uh, – before coming here, I actually sat out a year for my back. And so to even have been able to come here, it was just a blessing. So I don't think I – I don't know what my goals would have been, honestly. Okay. Well, the last question is you get to ask the next guest a question. What do you want to ask on next week's uh, edition of the PCAST? Um, what's your most memorable time here at Austin P? Most memorable time here at Austin P. All right, DJ? I appreciate you taking the time to be on the podcast today. I know you're busy getting ready for a big game against Tennessee Tech. It's at 9 p.m. on Wednesday. You're going to be there. I'm going to be there. We need everybody else listening to be there in Evansville. Um, so thank you again. And we'll be right, right back with the PCAST right after this. Right about now, it's your boy, you heard, back again. DJ Manny. Fresh, 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 fresh. Yeah, fresh, 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 fresh. Another big thank you to DJ PV for uh, coming in here. Well, he's getting ready for the OVC tournament this week and taking him taking a couple minutes to talk to us on the PCAST. Uh, worked out well to have a men's basketball player in here. I had a women's basketball player last week, men's mm -hmm. basketball player this week, and uh, you know just just getting us in the basketball mood. Not yeah. that we need 
need help to get in the basketball mix. We're we're ready, especially with March, especially with today being the first day of March. It's the first day of March. I am all for it. And uh, I think John Rostein said, "No sleep till March" or something like that. We don't sleep till May. That's whatever what it, is. it is. That's what he yeah. says. He's kind of crazy, but whatever. Uh, MLB lockout seems to be possibly getting better. Is it though? They extended the deadline to not cancel games till from 17 hours yesterday. Okay. So it's extended to 5 o'clock tonight. They excited that last night. Um, I didn't think it was going well when Bryce Harper tweeted at the Uramori Giants that he was going to come over there and play in Japan. Um, uh, that They that met for like 12 straight hours yesterday, I think. See, I, I was listening to the radio. I was, I was listening to like 102.5, and they were saying that like Rob Manfred like hasn't even been at most of these meetings. Because he hates baseball. Right. Um, I'm starting to understand that a little bit more every day. I think there's going to be 12 postseason teams, which I don't like. That's what? That's adding two on each side. Making the baseball playoffs aren't supposed to be easy. Right. I mean, it's yeah. It's long. It's seven game series. You're not uh, five games in the first round. You're not supposed to easily make the playoffs. And this whole dumb idea that Rob Man Rob Manfred's dream is for teams to pick who they play in the first round of the playoffs. I I've it never makes no sense. I, I've never. Why been is that, that the hill he's chosen to die on? Who knows? Like I mean, I think that's just, that would be one of the dumbest thing in all of professional sports, in my opinion. It's I don't care if they want to expand. I don't like it. I can deal with it. Yeah. I don't like the oh you get to pick who you play. No. Yeah. Because I mean, well, if they add these two more teams, I mean that's that's just that's adding more games to the playoffs overall. You're essentially. Having each division winner play a wild card team. Gotcha. But I don't know how it would work. No, that wouldn't work because you'd have three teams advance. Somebody would have to have a bye. Mm -hmm. It would have to be. What would it be? How would you do that? Would it be like number one seed gets a bye, kind of like what the NFL playoffs says right now? The one would get a bye, Mm -hmm. but that would leave five teams. I guess your last two wild cards could play a play in to play the two. Sure. And you're. First wild card would automatically play the number three division winner. No clue. I, I, the baseball playoffs were fine. Yeah, they were fine. They're just trying to make things overly complicated. They make were a little good. Bit more they were good how they were, Rob. Just leave them. You don't need two more teams. You know why they want two more teams? Because the owners want more money. Yes, it's those greedy people. I mean, that's kind of the thing in all sports. But yeah, it definitely seems like baseball owners are a little bit more greedy than everybody. Else. Oh, they're all they're all so poor. Oh, yeah. All the billionaires that own baseball teams are just losing so much money. They're so poor and mm-hmm. needy, and they can't survive with just two houses. They need another one, so we need more playoff teams. Yeah. I mean, come on. There's, there's Sell the team, Bob. Um, <laughs> enough of that. Big week for the, our friends, the Nashville Predators, last it's week. It's been a huge week for the Preds. And you were at the uh, – well, it's the week started with a Pekka Rene jersey retirement mm-hmm. on Thursday night in Bridgestone Arena and ended with the stadium series at Nissan Stadium on Saturday mm-hmm. – Let's talk about the Pecorine game first because you got to go. Yeah, I was at that uh, Preds game for the Pecorine retirement against the Stars. And, like, I, I mean, I went to a couple of Preds games growing up. Like, my dad and I would go every maybe once or twice a year. But so, like, I've, got, I've watched Pecorine, but it's like whenever, you know, the David Poyle, the GM, were talk, was talking up there or, I mean, any of the people that they had talking, like, saying, like, hey, this is what Pecorine meant to the the Preds the community and stuff like that I mean it was it was an emotional thing I mean like you, like I sat there and I was like looking around and you could there's a lot of emotions going especially whenever his jersey started going up into the rafters and um, did you shed a tear I I didn't okay um I felt like I hadn't been to enough games but it was it was still very cool to see it's definitely one of those things when it comes to like sporting events that I've been to it it definitely cracked the top five 
Um, you got a nice little banner too that you hung uh, next to a uh, fake Red Wings fan Nathan Palkowski's desk. I sure I, I had to add a couple of some color, and I got the bobblehead on my desk too. And yeah, big Pekka guy. Yeah, big big Preds guy. Big Pecorino guy. Uh, stadium series was Saturday night. Yes, it was. We didn't get to go. Uh, looked like a lot of fun. Watched it on TV. Watched mm-hmm. it on my phone on the bus back from EIU. Watched it or end when I got home. Uh, the boys were dropping the mitts early on. Yes, they were. They were. They boys came in ready to fight, mm-hmm. and uh, that was a lot of fun. Uh, the Preds were, the Preds were down. They were down, or they were winning. And then they got down three to one. Got a quick goal to make it three to two. Had about seven minutes to try and tie it in the third period. Mm-hmm. Could not. Um, cool game though. Nash as the tweet. I think the final score tweet for the Preds said, um, "We lost the game, but we never lose a party." Yeah, and that that is definitely the Nashville saying. That I mean, that arena or arena stadium stadium looked sweet. They had the the stages. They had mm-hmm. Dirks Bentley and Miranda Lambert during the intermission. They had the the neon lights around it. They had Jesse James singing the national anthem. The team showed up in their black leather and mm-hmm. the, uh, shoot. I mean, even uh, Tampa Bay showed up in all the, denim in the, in the Canadian tuxedos with the boots <laughs> and the hats. Yeah, they looked good. Uh, it was cool. It was it, cool. It was a cool game. And, I mean, it was essentially a sellout crowd, too. I mean, it was like, I think Nissan. I thought it was. It, I think the final attendance that I saw was like 68,000. I'm pretty sure Nissan holds like 69.50 or whatever it is. But, okay. I mean, it was definitely all gold. I mean, I, like I said, I wasn't able to go. They but should it was, probably do it every year. I think they should. In I mean, Nashville. like, I mean, nobody does stuff like that like Nashville now. Nashville is out. Yes. The Nashville Predators in Neyland Stadium. God, that would be so much fun. Would they sell it out? I think they might. That probably 100 well it won't be 100,000 because they're dropping the st- seats down right. um 99,000 in stadium electric or do you really want to go big what we'd go bigger where bristol motor god Seaway. yes <laughs> 160,000 to watch the nashville predators play hockey you could you could fit so many people because you would have the 160,000 in the permanent stands right you drop the ice rink in the middle you can put more, more seating around because you have the ice rink's not as big as the football field that not was in close, there. Right. So you could have seating around there. You're looking at close to you two hundred. I don't know if you get to forty thousand people in the infield. You could probably put ten thousand people down there because yeah. you could use God, some of the track. You could make it like a premium area. Mm-hmm. You could have like one hundred seventy thousand people. See, I, I would definitely want to bring. I mean, bring up a team that would be maybe somewhatly close. Um, but that that would. Be Who great. could you bring? I don't. You have to. You have to bring a team that has a lot of fans. It's like because everybody always talked about the second battle at Bristol. Yeah. And it was like, who would you bring for that? And obviously, Tennessee is your first answer. You have to bring Tennessee because mm-hmm. they'll sell half that stadium and more. And then the argument I always liked for the second battle at Bristol was either Clemson right. or Florida State from the ACC because yeah. they would sell out the other half. Virginia Tech can do it. Those two can. Or you go Big Ten, where you get Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan, or the real winner, Tennessee, Notre Dame at Bristol. That would be good. That would be sold out. But, not, I mean, for hockey, I mean, I would probably – maybe, like, Chicago. I was going to say Chicago. I feel like it's more important on the fan base than how close they are. I don't think you can bring, like, the Ducks. No. I mean, I mean you, couldn't, you couldn't bring any team from out in the West. You could, but I think you could do – pick a New York team. The Islanders. The Islanders. The Rangers. Yeah. Um, the Penguins, maybe. Yeah. Um, I don't I, know. I'm trying to think. My, I don't my, know hockey fan bases that well. My, my first choice would definitely be Chicago. Chicago always travels well. Um, as much as I don't like that fan base, they travel. Um, maybe Rangers, Canadi- Islanders. Maybe a Canadian team? Maybe the Canadians. Because, I mean, you have 
No, nah, I'd probably stay away from Canada. Over, like I like I know that they they I feel could like travel. Tampa Bay did pretty good in Nashville too. Yeah, I'm not sure. It's interesting to think about. Maybe the Capitals. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you got the stories with that team, but you get Ovechkin in there. We that uh, Bristol Myers Speedway. Give us a call. Yeah, we we've got all of your ideas. And we've more. got ideas for if you wanna you wanna be the f- biggest hockey game of all time. You've already got the biggest football game of all time. Sure you do. don't even have to sell it out to get the biggest hockey game of all time. You get over a hundred thousand. I think you got the record. I don't know what the record is, but I'm going to say 100,000 takes the cake. Easily. Well, that's enough of our making things up. Hockey knowledge. Hockey making things up. Let's talk about uh, Austin Peay Sports, and we'll start with the baseball team. A busy, busy, busy week on the diamond. Uh, We're going to talk about it through next week, too, because we don't know if we're going to get the recording episode this week while I'm down at Evansville at the OVC tournament. I'm thinking that we might have something for you to listen to, but we might not have a traditional PCAST. but let's start with today, Tuesday, 3 p.m., Raymond C. Ham Park, Austin P. host Bellerman, future A-Sun member Bellerman. Uh, tomorrow, the next day, the very next day, the Govs will travel to North Alabama and f- down there in Florence to play the Lions, another future A-Sun opponent. And then this weekend, it'll be a three-game series against Kent State at the hand, a 3 p.m. game on Friday, 1 p.m. on Saturday and Sunday. If you're not going down to Evansville, come watch some, come watch some baseball at the hand. And then uh, next week, another double midweek, we're going to play the back-to-back Tuesday-Wednesday against Lipscomb. We're going to play Lipscomb at 3 p.m. on Tuesday at Raymond Seaham Park. And then on Wednesday, the Govs are going to go down to Lipscomb and play at 4 p.m. at Ken Dugan Field. Yeah, that one. Bad uh, knowledge. Big smart. Uh, so a whole lot of baseball in the next eight days. You can catch the Govs on five of them. Mm-hmm. And if you're not, like I said, if you're not going to go to Evansville and watch basketball, you, I mean, you may as well because, I mean, these Govs are hot, too. I mean, winning their last two series and sweeping Back-to-back Bowling Back-to-back series wins just to kind of off a sweep of Bowling Green, get some momentum today against Bellarmine, beat North Alabama tomorrow, and just roll into the weekend feeling real good about yourself. There you go. Big weekend for the softball team as well. Very big weekend. The Governor's Classic is back. It sure is. A little tournament action at Cheryl Holt Field, Kathy Maynard Park. Alex, would you like to talk about that? Yes. So um, softball team 37 coming back home. Um, you know, they've gotten out to a good start this season. But, yeah, so we're going to host the Governor's Classic. Uh, going to kick it off on Friday with a game against Northern Iowa at 3.30. After that, we're going to face Northern, Northern Illinois. We could not have picked two more confusing teams to do. Oh, I know. Because I'm setting up stat crew, and on stat, on stat broadcast, mm-hmm. they don't go by Northern Iowa and Northern Illinois. They're UNI and NIU. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Easy. Gosh. Um, but, yeah, Taking on those two uh, northern schools, or you know, it has northern in the name. Um, and then we're going to face both of them again on Saturday, North Illinois at 1 p.m. or northern Illinois at 1 p.m. And North then, Illinois, northern Iowa. Get it right. Oh, oh my, I don't know what my bad. Actually, I don't know what it is. They might both be northern. I think it's northern Illinois. Um, anyways, and we're going to face northern Iowa at 3.30 p.m. the next day. Um, and then we're going to face Bellerman, future A-Sun opponent, on Sunday at 1 to wrap up the tournament. Overall, I mean, looking at these five games, that's definitely five winnable games. If any Northern Iowa fans are listening, me, Max, Parker, and Cole were walking around Marshalls on Madison Street last night, and they had three Northern Iowa camo hats on the hat rack. So really? If any Northern Iowa fans are coming to Clarksville and forget their hat, don't worry. We got a new lid for you down there at Marshalls. We've got you. We got you covered. A uh, little midweek action for the softball team, too. Yep. Tuesday afternoon, they're going to travel up to Knoxville and play at Sherry Park Lee Stadium against the Vols. Uh, big game. It's a good team. It's a top 25 team mm-hmm. and uh, traditionally number one team in the state. Yeah. 
make a statement up there. Let's go out and beat the balls. Let's go out and beat them. Let's go get them. Season kicks off for the beach volleyball team this week, too. They're going down to uh, sunny and beautiful Fort Myers, Florida, to play in the FAU Beach Borough Bash. Changed the name on me because I thought it was Paradise Invitational until yesterday. Oh, well, there you go. But it's not. It's the Beach Borough Bash. And uh, excited to see what they can do. They kick things off at 7 a.m. Eastern time, Jeez. Friday. Right now. Or no, that might be 7 a.m. Central. I think that's 7 a.m. Central because it's 8, 8, 8, 8 o'clock local time against Palm Beach Atlantic, the Sailfish. Didn't know that school existed until a month ago, but, man, the Sailfish is a cool nickname. It sure is. Uh, later that day, the Govs are going to play a 1 p.m. Central time match against Florida Atlantic. Then on Saturday, they're going to play UNC Wilmington and future ASUN rival Florida Gulf Coast at 8 o'clock and 10 o'clock Central time. Uh, then get back get back to Clarksville after spending a couple of days down on the beach in Fort Myers. Excited to see what they can do. Yep. I have no clue what the lineup's going to look like this year. Um, you lost not whole pairings but you lost pieces to most of your pairings other than i mean i think you lost you lost uh jenna panning and brooke Moore. you lost jenna panning from your number one pairing mm-hmm. uh marlena bullington's partner's gone in the number two and then uh i think your three is pretty intact with searing and mead uh wait and eisenhart were the four and then your five was errington and darlin so you lost both of that pair so you got pieces. A little bit of a new look. You got you got the middle. The middle's in there. I think you'll have some uh, some newcomers step up and do some good things. Demi McKinnis, the transfer from Texas A&M Corpus Christi. I think she's going to be a big part of this team, and uh, I think they're going to be pretty good. Yeah. I think this is a tough weekend to start. I think it's a good way to get your season going because you got to think these Florida teams pretty good at the whole beach volleyball situation. I mean, they can do it all year long. So I know that Florida. I, I just I just know Florida Atlantic and Florida Gulf Coast are going to be good. Wilmington's on a beach. I feel like they're going to be pretty pretty all right and then palm beach atlantic's a d2 i believe where they play d1 volleyball beach volleyball i think is the case okay. um don't quote me on that still but on i a think beach. the sailfish a team that is in florida mm-hmm. literally called palm beach atlantic is going to be pretty good at beach volleyball no matter what level they're at so and taylor mott and travis plonk we trust always another team going to the beach two more teams going to the beach really men's golf they are going to kick their season off not well not kick off their season they're going to kick off the tournament portion of their season uh at western carolina's sea palms collegiate in uh, st simon's island georgia friday and saturday not a bad little trip for the guys not really get some uh get some crab get some shrimp get some good food down there in st simon's island i'll tell you that definitely eating good over the weekend oh i wish i'd go on that one me too i wish i'd go with the women's team too they're going to go to the uh Citadel's Oyster Shuck match play in Mount Pleasant, South Carolina, Monday and Tuesday. I don't know where Mount Pleasant is. I'm pretty sure the Citadel's close to the water. I could be completely wrong. Um, I like to go to South Carolina. Yeah, I enjoy South Carolina. Okay, Charleston's a nice place. Get some good food down there. Nothing on the golf, Alex. I I really don't. Um, we got to teach you about golf. We see that's the one sport that it's like you're required to watch every hole of the Masters this year. When is the Masters? Uh, next month. Okay. Actually, you're, you're it might be this month. Today's a new month. I have no idea. Hold, please. Yeah, I I mean, my dad likes watching April. golf, but yeah. I It's never. definitely in April. Okay. Maybe it's the first weekend in April. Okay. I'm going to need you to text me like the day of or like the day before. Thursday, April 7th through Sunday, April 10th. Be there. Be square. Every single hole. I'll be watching yeah. it in the office. Don't worry. Okay. I will. I will learn about golf. 
Maybe we'll use the master theme song as our intro. No, we'll save it for the actual master freak. That'll be fun. That'll be fun. Be ready for that. Can't wait. Alex, a sport you do know know about and the one that you are going to actually talk about. Yes. Tennis. Tennis. I guess you can tell us all about that. You know, I sure as heck can. Um, So women's tennis is back in action on Friday against Western Kentucky at 7 p.m. up in Bowling Green. Uh, The women... Still looking for their first win of the season, going up against a pretty good Western Kentucky team. Uh, Western is 8-3 and three on the season, but at the same time, the Govs have won the last three matches against the Hilltoppers since 2019. Uh, it's one of those matches, I mean, you want to go up there and pick up the first win. I mean, it's, it's a good Western team, so go get your first win. And then after that, both, both of the tennis teams, men's and women's, are going down to Florida to play West Florida March 8th. The women are going to get things kicked off at 12.30, and then the men are going to follow against 4.30. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go play a little bit of tennis down on the beaches. Down and in Pensacola. Down in Pensacola. And against the... Agronauts? Agronauts or Argonauts? Argonauts. Argonauts. What is an Argonaut, Alex? I don't know. I will look that up right after this, though. You can look it up right now. I feel like people need to know. Okay. Well, I will. I am looking it up. I think the people are patiently waiting yes hold up and getting less patient by the moment what is an do 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 uh is the only living genius in the i ooh, that's a lot of words um octopods (laughs) they are octopods what i don't i thought the mascot looked like a knight or something that's what i was thinking it's like a yeah they are also called paper. Oh, the, uh, these are a lot of big biology words. I was not a biology major. Um, yeah, you, why, don't, why don't you help me out here a little bit? Because um, um, do I have to do everything? I sure. Argonauts. A small floating octopus, the female of which has a webbed sail-like arm. Maybe you're looking for argonauts in Greek mythology. That might be what you actually want. Uh, Probably. The Argonauts were a band of heroes in Greek mythology That's who, what in the years before the Trojan War, accompanied Jason to Colchis, or Col- Colchis? Colchis. We're Colchis. Okay. Uh, in his quest to find the Golden Fleece. Their name comes from their ship, Argo, named after its builder, Argus. They were sometimes called the Minions after a prehistoric tribe in the area. I think I'm going to call them the Octopi. <laughs> I don't think that's what they're going for. <laughs> I don't think it is either. Anyways, Gubs are going to go. Let's talk about water. basketball. Let's go to basketball. Let's talk about the men's tournament because they play first. The Gubs are the number six seed in Evansville. They're going to play Wednesday, March 2nd at 9 p.m. against Tennessee Tech. The Gubs split with the Golden Eagles in the regular season. Win that game. It's a quarterfinal matchup with Moorhead. And if you win that one, it's a semifinal game against Belmont. Alex, yes. Tennessee Tech. Tennessee Tech is a big team. They play hard. They are big. We beat Tech on their court. And they, they beat, beat us, us on, on our, our court. court. So it is a it's a rubber match. I mean, I mean it is. And but I mean Tennessee Tech plays big. You, you want to get the three going, um, spread the ball around, and that's how you're going to beat. You Tennessee gotta spread Tech. them out. You gotta beat them with the guards. Yeah, because I mean you're probably. I mean I know like Elijah has come into the zone and everything, but you're probably not going to beat them down low. I mean you you really want to be able to pass it out and get. It's not it, that Elijah's not big enough. It's they just have more size. Exactly. Um, really, and really just throughout their lineup. Yeah. So. Junior Clay's a good player. Got to watch yes. out for him. Yes, he is. Uh, good guard to win in March. This is true. And, yeah. Which I think is part of the benefit for this women's team, the number four seed in the tournament. Good guard to win in March. And who do these women have? They have Carly Pace. That's the first team, all of EC selection, Carly Pace. Um, 
So you've got experience this tournament. It's her fifth one, I'm pretty sure. And if it's not her fifth one, it's like her fourth one. I don't, I don't know EIE's tournament history. Yeah. Um, we've been to eight straight. I don't know about them. Not our problem. Uh, so the girls got to buy to the quarterfinals. It will be a game against number five, Eastern Illinois, who we lost to in our regular season finale, or number eight, Tennessee State, who we swept in the regular season. Uh, I imagine we're going to play EIU. Unless Tennessee State comes out and just presses them out of their mind and picks up the upset, which I could, which say. is very possible. But I think EIU is the safe pick there if you're making us making a choice. Uh, if you win that one, semifinal game against number one Belmont. And uh, Alex, we told you we were going to tell people why the four seed was better than the three seed. Yes. And now's that time. Go ahead, the Casey. three seed, Murray State. If they were to win their quarterfinal game, they would play Tennessee Tech, which is a good team. Right. However, Tennessee Tech's a good team. Belmont's the best team in the league. Pretty simple. They're the best team in the league. You're going to have to play them to win a championship. If you're the three seed and you beat Tennessee Tech and you played Belmont in the championship, they would have played a game Friday, and the Bruins would have their feet under them, and they'd be ready to go for that championship Saturday. You don't want to see them then. No. You want to see Belmont on Thursday. Or, no, excuse me, Friday. You've, beat, you've played your quarterfinal game, and you've won, and you're playing Belmont on Friday. They have not played in eight days or seven days, six days, whatever it is. They have not played. They're cold. They've not played a game in the Ford Center this season. And guess what? You've got a win under your belt. Yeah. Who's the team coming in hotter? It's going to be Gov. I imagine it's going to be the Governors or right. whoever comes out of that game, quarterfinal game. We're not assuming anything yet. We're just talking about uh, hypotheticals here. Mm -hmm. Hypothetically, if you're going to play Belmont, I'd rather play them in the semifinal game on Friday than in the championship on Saturday. I mean, I, I, I can completely get behind that because, I mean, you know, you get you get our shooters hot, and I don't think there's a way you can beat us. We've played, we've lost to Belmont in the first round the past two years, and both of those games have been us and Belmont both coming in at the same time on an even level because we didn't have the ladder format in the women's tournament until this year, and we had cold starts in both games and had to battle back, and we got back into both of them, but we didn't. We ended up not winning. I imagine if you've got a game under your belt, you've shot on these rims, you've played a game, you're pretty comfortable down the fourth center after a win. Uh, it's going to help you out if you have to play that number one seed on Friday. Okay. That's our official stance of the PCAST. Yes, it is. Also, we might, we haven't talked to Ethan about this yet, uh, might have some tournament recap PCAST special editions. Me and Ethan Schmidt down in Evansville might hop on the mics and uh, talk about some basketball games after some wins. Uh, hopefully uh, hopefully four times, three or four times. Hopefully, do it, hopefully we do it every day. Mm -hmm. And uh, we'll give you some recaps from on the on the court. Not on the court, probably, but. I mean, just, just right there. On the like, spot. Like from, from on the spot right. reporting. Yeah. There you go. Uh, down there in Evansville. But uh, I think that's all we got for the uh, whole sports situation. Yeah, definitely a lot going on. So, uh, in the meantime, student-athletes, Katie Etheridge, Riley Friends, Matthew Fitzpatrick, they've got all the community service opportunities for you. Uh, you guys are all back on campus. We're about to hit spring break, I think. So uh, Next week. The weather's getting nice. So get out in the community. Mana Cafe, Loaves and Fishes, uh, all kinds of ways to get back to the Clarksville community. If you need help getting that set up or getting pointed in the right direction, you go see that trio, and they will get you dialed in on that. In the meantime, your ESPYs save the dates. Should have come. You should be ready for the ESPYs. ESPYs are right around the corner. ESPYs are right around the corner. Back in person. Mm -hmm. Back and better than ever. Alex's first ESPYs. Uh, I am very excited. First ESPYs. And he's got a vote in his first ever ESPYs. That's got to be cool. Very exciting. Um, Very exciting. Uh, in the meantime, how should people uh, stay in touch with us on the web and social media? On Twitter and Instagram, follow us at Let's Go P, and then on Facebook, follow us at Austin P Governors, and online at Let's Go P dot com. And. <laughs>
slow developing play here. It's, I'm sorry. And um, yeah, but shout out to Eric, Robin, and Carter, and all the work that they're doing. Um, it's definitely been a busy time, and whether it's you know video, photo, uh, graphics, definitely been staying busy. For dates, news, stories, and more, follow us. Not follow us. Go to letsgop.com. Uh, Cody Bush, Nathan Palkowski, Alex, myself, and Chris Austin. We've got all that information, and uh, there's no better way to keep up with the govs than letsgop.com. Alex. Yes. You're going to come watch some baseball or softball this weekend, or if there. you're going to go to Evansville to watch basketball, what are you going to need? Well, I think you might need a ticket. You're going to need a ticket. How do you get a ticket? You get in contact with our ticket guru, Johnny Mitchell. He's got all the information you can use to get in the game. OVC tournament, all session all session tickets are available online at letsgop.com backslash buy tickets or by calling the ticket office at 931-221-PEAY. Single session tickets are also available at $15. The all session tickets are $80. There's two sessions a day for each of the four days so save yourself from money come save yourself some money come watch the govs each day and get that all session ticket before you get down to evansville also baseball tickets are on sale and softball tickets are on sale for the first time in program history we want to see you at joe maynard field at raymond ham city ham park and at Cheryl holt field at kathy maynard park so uh go online or call johnny for those tickets governor's classics this week you're gonna need a ticket to watch that so uh you might as well get it so you can come watch team 37 take care of some uh teams with initials that all have <laughs> N, U, and I in them. Yep. And then Bellarmine. Uh, only if you're, if you're not in Evansville, that is. Yeah. Because we'd love to see you in Evansville. Yeah, go up to work. But if you can't Evansville, make it to Evansville, you know, maybe you got to work on Friday night or something. You, you can't classes, make it, you whatever. know. Yeah, Just get on down to watch some baseball and softball down here on uh, down on Drain Street. Definitely be busy. In the meantime, before then, find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, or directly on the website at letsgoop.com backslash podcast. Give us a rating or review. What kind of rating would we like? All five stars. All five of those stars. Or if you want to suggest a local or on-campus event or shout out a guest or suggest a guest, let us know. Or you can tell us who you think is going to win the OVC tournament. Alex, who's going to beat the Murray State men's team in the tournament? Excuse me, the MU Star Star. Who's going to beat the Callaway County men's basketball team? My dark horse is Marlott State. That that is a dark – like, if it's going to – like, between the Govs and – well, I'm I'm not definitely not going to count – um, our first round matchup a win already, but you know if the Govs get hot and when you're going up against a Moorhead State team that's really good, um, that dark horse between Govs and Moorhead, yeah. Moorhead State's your dark horse. Moorhead State. Moorhead State wins. Do have, does the OVC get three bits? No. You don't no. Think Belmont no. gets in. If if Moorhead State wins the OVC, it's a two bit because I mean you it'd know Mur- Murray State, State is already locked in a seat. Moorhead State and Murray. You're yeah, saying Belmont's out unless Belmont has to win the OVC to get in because I mean they're they're not looking good right now. Okay. There you go. Bracketology with Alex Allard. Got you. Uh, tweet us. I'm C underscore Craig 19. He's Alex Allard underscore APSU. Shout out to John McDowell's dad, Jason. Shout out to, yeah, shout out to Alex's mom, who is a faithful listener of the show. Thanks, shout out to Bud Jenkins, and shout out to everyone that's making the trip up to Evansville next week. I'll see you there, and I'll talk to you next week. So long, everybody. I can still remember how that music used to make me smile. And I knew if I had my chance That I could make those people dance And maybe they'd be happy for a while But February made me shiver With every paper I'd deliver Bad news on the doorstep I couldn't take one more step I can't remember if I cried when I read about his widowed bride But something touched me deep inside